on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Aggie football has been brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Ford. Go further. And by ARS. Clean up, restore, rebuild. Welcome to Aggie Post Game. Final in this one, 42-13. Utah State loses to Boise State to kick off the 2020 campaign. Aggies had, let's just uh, go through some numbers here. Uh, there were a lot of, and by the way, this isn't me making any excuses. Boise State's one heck of a team. Uh, but seven Utah State players made their first career starts tonight. Wow. Um, 11 players made their Aggie debut in the first quarter alone. I'd be mm. curious to know what that total number is. Mm. Because you had Noah and a couple other guys that had some opportunities there later on. But it's a bit of a youth movement here at Utah State. And with that, you're going to get some, uh, you know, you're going to take some lumps for sure. You will. And uh, you know what they did, though, though in the second half is they, they took the veteran group that they did have, which is that offensive line, and Jalen Warren in the backfield and said, let's ride the, the veterans a little bit. And Jalen Warren ended up with 23 carries for 89 yards. And I thought played really, really well that second half. Made a couple of men miss. Made some, uh, you know, some tough, tough runs, including scoring twice there in the second half. And that may be who you're going to be, yeah. At least this year, as you're getting those younger guys more and more action, and you're going to get a few guys back, which will certainly help you. But I think what we found tonight is it's going to be Utah State, the short intermediate passing game from Jason Shelley, who ended up tonight 14 of 27, but for only 92 yards. Not enough in the passing game uh, out of Jason Shelley and, and that Aggie passing game. They, they ran the ball 43 times for 111 yards, a total of 203 yards of total offense. And, uh, you know, after a really shaky first half where they, they just got down, you know, it's 28 nothing at halftime. And, and they just got, I think they went into the locker room and said, hey, let's just come out and start pounding it. That third quarter was a lot of fun to watch. Or Utah State went on a couple of scoring drives, got this game back to 28 to 13. Boise State, though, showed their, their championship style medal and uh, put two scores on the board there in the fourth quarter on a couple of consecutive drives. And Hank Bachmeyer was 20 of 28 for 268 yards and three touchdowns. And George Helani, he's a difference maker. Yeah. 14 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown, another touchdown receiving as well. Very diverse in their play calling, a lot of end rounds, lots of uh, jet sweeps. Shaquille, uh, Sha uh, Khalil Shakir ended with seven catches for 123 yards. Five of those were on little pitches, little jet sweep kind of pitches, inside pitches that go down as a pass play. He ended up with two touchdowns and 123 yards. The big tight end, John Bates, had five catches for 44 yards, all of those in the first half. For Utah State, Devin Tompkins had five catches for 37 to lead Utah State. And then I thought Justin McGriff in the second half made some nice plays. He made the big fourth down catch uh, to get the first down inside the, the one-yard line on uh, the, the second possession of the third quarter. And, uh, and then it made a couple of tough contested catches here in the fourth quarter as well. He'll be your probably your big third down possession kind of receiver. Yeah. And then you got to get DT and, and Jordan Nathan. Jordan Nathan ended up with two catches for seven yards, including a, a big fourth down catch. And Bryce Mortensen got his first catch as Utah State Aggie. Also, El Elyon Noah, we just saw the Noah brothers, Ezekiel for Boise State and El Elyon, the freshman running back out of Helix High School in, in the San Diego area. He was six carries for 15 yards, and they were – giving each other a hug here at the, at the midfield stripe as everybody was leaving the field. And good to see that young man get his 
first touches as a Utah State Aggie as well. All in all, Boise State 450 yards of total offense, Utah State 203, and uh, really, for the most part, other than that third quarter, a pretty good dominating performance from Boise State. Really was, and uh, you know, you talk about the first half, Utah State's down 28 nothing, and then, I mean, it's a 14-13 game in the second half, and it's... I mean, it's not great, uh, but and and I don't I, look. Boise State's not one to call off the dogs. Uh, I think they wanted to win and win big, and they eventually did. But I thought Utah State went toe to toe for them in the second half. It's not a moral victory by any stretch, uh, but it did show that this team had a lot more fight in the second half and wasn't willing to just roll over and play dead. Agreed. And so we'll we'll need to ask Coach what uh, what was said at halftime. What were the adjustments that were made at halftime? And they they did. They played them even in the second half. And uh, you got to believe that they will build upon that. And there's always the old cliche is your most improvement is from game one yeah. to game two because now you got them on game film. Now you see who can perform under pressure. Now you see your matchups. Now you see who you're really going to be. And I really think that Utah State this year is going to be a power running football team behind this big offensive line. And with Jalen Warren able to break a few tackles, and uh, you know it'll be interesting to see if they get Devonte Henry Cole back into the mix. He kind of went away there in the second half after he had the fumble, and they really used more. Makakona for a little bit, who got one carry in this game, and uh, and Elele and Noah, they they were the two guys that kind of rose to the rose to the front there, and uh, that may be your three back combination going forward. Final in this one, 42 to 13, Utah State loses to Boise State. We'll kick off your post game show coming up, or we'll continue on with your post game show coming up next. We hope to be able to hear from Coach Anderson as well as a select group of players straight ahead, right here on the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to the Smurf Turf here at Albertson Stadium, Utah State. Drops one to Boise State, 42-13. Aggies will be back in action coming up next week. Do a little trick-or-treating at the uh, at Maverick Stadium, Utah State and San Diego State. After, I don't know, between San Diego State and Fresno State, uh, Aztec's probably the best win of the year last year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I really think that was, especially where they hadn't won in 50-plus years down in San Diego. I think that was the best win, and... They've got, obviously, a new coaching staff coming back with Brady Hoke as their new head coach, and uh, they'll bring in a, a bunch of a, a bunch of playmakers. You know that they're going to be good on defense. They always are. And uh, they'll have their quarterback back, Ryan Agnew. So it'll be interesting to see how Utah State can match up. Yep, that might be a, a very similar style game. Yeah. Stout defense, running game offense. It may be a quick game. And uh, are you going to dress up for it? No. No. No? No, that's not going to happen. Are you? Um, I, yeah, I'm probably scary enough as I am. Yeah, that's that's my thought. Yeah. So I'm gonna probably get a hard pass on that one. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, man, who had a tremendous game tonight? Uh, Utah State running back Jalen Warren, kind enough to join us. And uh, Jalen, you're down 28 nothing at halftime. What was the conversation there at the break? Because you guys came out and played much much better there in the second half. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I would just say it wasn't much to it. We just knew we had a. Um, we just had to capitalize on, you know, our errors from the first half. And we went on from there. So, you know, our what we uh, anticipated during um, the second half is what we kind of expected because as uh, as we came in, you know, that's what we discussed. And we got together, made sure everybody was on the same page. And uh, I would say we had a better result than the first half. 
And when you look at the first half, Jalen, uh, you know, what was Boise State doing to you guys that, uh, that kind of bottled you up in that first half? Were they doing anything that you, you weren't quite prepared for, or was it uh, just an execution challenge? What, what would you say about that? We were prepared for it all. I would say it was just an um, execution deal. You know, um, some were um, – we had a lot of freshmen uh, starting, so, you know, you could say uh, um, with them being unexperienced, we, they didn't um, really know what to expect, especially with Boise being, like, one of our toughest opponents. Um, you know, that was kind of a result of the act. When you got it rolling there in the third quarter, it wasn't any any tricks. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just power football. And uh, your offensive line got a good push. You were running the ball hard. Uh, what was it about that third quarter where it just kind of the switch was flipped and you guys really – you played big boy football there in that third quarter. I would say, I mean, a lot of the times a lot of players expect someone to make a big play and – they like to run off that momentum. So after we started kind of getting things rolling, you know, everybody was bought in. Everybody started seeing uh, the light. And, you know, that's when um, everybody really wanted to act up on it. Jalen, I'm curious, in the offseason, obviously you had a, you were dinged up a little bit last year. What was your focus in the offseason to get uh, bigger, better, stronger? And, I, I mean, when you broke off uh, that 22-yard that run, you broke off about three or four tackles, and you, uh, that's something you're so good at. But uh, was there something you focused on in the offseason to make sure that you were ready for this year? No, you pretty much said it. Um, well, my main focus was uh, staying healthy because obviously, you know, um, after like my third game, things kind of went downhill. So I didn't want uh, I didn't want to kind of repeat that. So my biggest focus was staying healthy, making sure um, I could get myself in the best position I can as far as being a big attribute to the team. So I'm calling this game in the uh, in that touchdown, your second touchdown. I'm not going to lie; I thought they had you bottled up at the first quarter at the one, and you just kept the legs turning, spun, and got into the end zone. Talk us through that play because there was a lot of individual effort there. It was. I mean, uh, it's a it's a blur. Uh, thinking about <laughs> it now, I was just trying to get into the end zone. So like I was I was trying to find the creases, and once I I found like yeah, you said we were on the one yard line. All I got to do was keep my feet moving. Hopefully, I could make some positive movement. Do you think, Jalen, that uh, what you found in the second half with the, sort of that power running game is really what you guys are going to be this year? Uh, probably. I, I know we can, uh, you know, make uh, we can get better in a lot of things. You know, it was the first game. We kind of uh, – it was a good way to see where we're at. But I think the run game, you know, kind of spoke for itself. They started seeing that it was uh, pretty effective. So, We'll see what whatever you know helps us win games from here on out. Well, Jalen, we appreciate it, man. Uh, heck of a performance, especially there in the second half. Keep it rolling, stay healthy. We look forward to more big games from you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jalen Warren, right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Uh, really fought his tail off there in that second half, and it was really impressive. Love the way he he runs. Uh, you know, Gary Anderson a year ago said this is a guy that will he's not afraid to stick his face on you. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, he, he seeks out the, the contact. But uh, I thought tonight he actually did a, a better job of kind of avoiding the contact and then breaking some of those leg and, and arm tackles to, to get to the outside. They, he, he is a really, really talented north and south runner. And they start to have him go wide. Boise State was just too good on the outside. So look for him more on that north and south power downhill running game, more and more of that this year. So Jalen Warren capped off the first touchdown of the night for Utah State was a 16-play, 80-yard drive, took 6.42 off the clock, 
and uh, finish with a Jalen Warren one-yard run, and that will be our drive of the night uh, brought to you by Larry H. Miller. Uh, remember, uh, I'm telling you what, uh, it's it, that was an impressive drive. It was an impressive uh, overall start to finish on that drive for Utah State. And remember, Larry H. Miller dealerships caters to all your car buying needs. More information is available at LHMauto.com. You know, it was great on that drive as they had the, the third 13 that they converted with a Jason Shelley uh, with a run, and then another third and 13 on a little yep. out route to DT, and then the fourth down conversion to Justin McGriff on that drive. So it was a great drive and uh, something that they can certainly build upon. Icon Fitness, proud sponsor of Aggie Athletics and proud to sponsor Utah State football away games. We'll continue on with your postgame show next on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Final in this one, Boise State gets the victory over Utah State, 42 to 13. So we go through some stats here. Hank Bachmeyer, uh, 20 of 28 passing, 268 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, I look at that stat line, and am I wrong in saying I wasn't completely 100% impressed with him tonight? I think there were a handful of throws that were behind receivers or low, um, a, a couple of uh, zone reads that maybe he – he gave up on just a little bit. Uh, yeah, the, he had the one big pass play to Shakir uh, for 52 yards. But other than that, he really didn't push. the. And when he did push the ball down the field, it wasn't. Although he did make some big third down big throws. Big third down throws, Especially yeah. in that last drive of the first half on the two-minute drill. Yep. All right, joining us now, the head coach at Utah State, uh, Gary Anderson, uh, joining us right here on the Aggie postgame show. Uh, coach, uh, what was the conversation at halftime with your team? Because second half, there was a lot of heart and a lot of drive out there from your squad. No, you know, really nothing. There was no magical speech. Uh, I thought some coaches made some good adjustments, especially in the run game. Uh, you know, that's it, it's good to see we have a team that is is prepared to fight um, when adversity strikes, and it struck extremely hard uh, on the first half. And uh, you know, we uh, we played poor, and that's a big, strong, physical football team. And you know, they took it to us on, on both sides of the ball, especially on the line of scrimmages and um, in the first half. And so I thought we made some adjustments to help the kids. Um, but there was really nothing that was said. It was it was nice to see us be able to physically run the ball. And you know, it's uh, it's like I told them after the game: if if you're going to knock these guys off, you know, you have to have a physical presence. You have to punch them in the face. You have to knock these guys around. And uh, you know, Boise's a big, strong, physical football team that prides themselves on you know running the ball and being physical and and uh, and having playmakers make plays. And that's exactly what took place in the first half. We were able to you know stabilize it there for a little bit and make some plays. Uh, but that the credit goes to the kids for coming out, not not what was said to them. It was the adjustments that were made by the coaches that they accepted, and then they went out and, and did what they did. So there was some good things, um, not nearly enough. But uh, you know, proud of a couple of those drives the offense had, and the defense got some stops. But obviously, we, we needed to keep it going, and we didn't. Did you feel, coach, like uh, that second half you, you started to find out who you're going to be as an identity for this football team? Well, you know, I hope so. There's what I know who we have to be. Um, and again, I go back to it. We, we, we prided ourselves in starting this off season and, and trying to get to that point. And it goes back to, you know, the the numbers in the weight room, and it goes back to those strength levels and you competing with the the bar every day. And so we didn't get all those opportunities. So too bad, so sad. We didn't get them. No one's going to sit there and say, oh well, you know, what you didn't get it this and that. But uh, we 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 got enough. 
to get some things going and, and establish an identity being tough and being physical and being able to run the football and, you know, do some things in the throw game to help ourselves. In the first half, you know, Jason had no time at all. I mean, he was back there. It, it was uh, – could have had – I don't care who you, who you want to call Peyton Manning, you want to call Brett Favre, you want to call whoever you want to call and come back there and play. And thank, thank goodness that J- Jason can move around a little bit because if he didn't, uh, you know, he probably wouldn't have made it through the game. But I thought we'd be able to protect better at the end. And our kids are prideful of that. But they're also not afraid to be challenged in those situations. And they'll accept the challenge, and we will as coaches to get better. Jalen Warren really ran hard in the third quarter. Well, ran hard in the entire second half. Um, is Was that a lot because of the offensive line starting to get a good push? Is it a lot on him? Is it a combination of the two? What what led to his success running the football? Well, we had a miserable time getting off the press coverage. Um, you know, Boise is extremely long in the back end. Uh, you know, I was uh, – I was impressed. I didn't. I didn't remember them being that long a year ago when we played them. Um, and they played us a little different than they played last year. They, uh, not to get too technical, but they played some man coverage and some, you know, some cover three and mix and match it very well. And they matched routes extremely well. So we need to, we need to be able to get off routes and man coverage to give the quarterback an opportunity to throw the ball and um, get some timing routes going. And then we got to be able to obviously protect for him a little bit more. And Jason needs to play better also. I mean, we all, we all can play better, but. Uh, you know, that, that was a big thing, I think, being able to come in and have an identity to run the football uh, because it was tough sledding, you know, getting in those positions to throw the ball. And then you saw it, and things opened up in the throw game as we were able to run the ball uh, a little bit better as we uh, as we went through time there, uh, you know, obviously in the third quarter. and But we couldn't uh, we couldn't spin the momentum our way one more time to try to cut it to a one-score game, which was disappointing when Boise went down the field. And, you know, we uh, got to tackle better in those situations. You know, Coach, you, you, you start off the game with a three and out and get the good field position, but you, you couldn't convert on it uh, offensively. Um, it looked like the, the defense, uh, it was the bend but don't break sort of approach, and I, I thought that they, you know, for the most part, they really hung in there well. What did you think of your defensive performance tonight? Well, I thought the you know, defensive kids I talked to was – uh, after after the game, uh, communicating with them during the game, it was you know I, I see some signs of uh, of a defense that can be really good. Um, the problem is is you know the big the big throw. You know, we, we, we have a young player bust the coverage and, you know, 10 guys know what's going on. One guy doesn't. So that's bad coaching. First of all, uh, we all have to take responsibility for that, but so does the one young man. I don't care if you're a freshman. I don't care if you're a sophomore, junior, whatever. I don't care if your, your teammate isn't with us because he got taken out of with the, with, with, with testing or whatever it may be, that stuff can't happen. You can't, you can't give a good team layups. And, and that was a huge play for us in that situation. And it's time for us to be able to accept responsibility for those, the staff, myself, everybody, but also the young men. I mean, we really have to, that's, I told the defense, I said, you guys are, you're doing some great things, man. I mean, I thought we, we, we ran well, we were, we were physical with them. We battled our tails off they accepted some adjustments were there with them um but we didn't tackle good enough and and we didn't take angles to the football the other one the other one of the other scores we missed two or three tackles taking angles to the sideline and assuming that the corner was going to make the play missed it we overran it by a defensive lineman and, a, and by a linebacker um you know those are those are plays that you cannot make against a really good football team as it's not those are not plays that a great defense makes but there was also a lot to build off of um so this this team can be coached hard i think we've been it long enough now with them to understand that we're going to coach ourselves hard extremely hard we're going to coach them hard and we'll continue to work to get better but i saw some things out of the defense that uh I, you know i didn't see a year ago which was um, some positive signs um but uh you know it would have been easy to just pump the brakes there at the end and pump the ball away and you know they probably wouldn't have scored again because they'd have ran it a few times ran the clock out and it would have been over with but uh 
you know, we, we've got an established identity that we're never going to stop. We're never going to quit. We're going to fight our, our tails off. So a um, lot to build on, I guess, is what I would say. I mean, there's uh, – and, and we don't need to get into details, but it would have been easy for your team to have a lot of built-in excuses for tonight on, on players and, and, and things along those lines. But overall, the fight like they did in the second half, is there things you can build on going into the future for the rest of the season? You know, Scott, I think it was like you and I talked about today. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough draw. Um, and the season, it, it, it's a, it's a crazy season, but you know what? We get a play and the fact that there's, you know, we got to practice the way we practice. And, you know, those, those 14 kids aren't with us. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's hard, but it's harder for the kids that aren't here than it should be for the kid that gets to play. <laughs> and uh, that's something we can grow on and build on as a, as a team. And it's uh no no one's ever going to look for a crutch with that, and and, I, and nor should they, um, nor should the kids, nor should the coaches, because that is the environment that we're in. We we all signed up for it, and he has that heart. It's it's really tough. Um, but we got some kids that got to play. You know, Brock, Brock Lane, and we didn't think Brock was going to get any snaps tonight. No way. Well, he got a bunch of snaps. So now as a freshman, he should be a better tight end. And, you know, Mo played uh, basically the whole game for us, and we thought that would be Carson's world to be. Um, but it wasn't tonight. So there's there's no there's no building excuses. Uh, it really stinks for the kids that are home that, uh, you know, get the carpet pulled right out from underneath them at one time during the week and two or three of them, you know, on Friday when we're getting ready to load the bus. <laughs> but uh, that is what it is. And we got to keep fighting and battling through it and, and take care of the young men that are home and get them back with us as soon as we can. So, Coach, you, you talk a little bit about some of those new guys. I thought that you got some good efforts out of guys like Alele uh, on Noah and, uh, and even – you know, Marcus, uh, Marcus Moore came away with seven tackles tonight. So a couple of newcomers making a presence out there tonight. Yeah, it was good to see, you know, Marcus come in. And, and Marcus's challenge is Marcus has been in this. You know, he, he's played teams like Boise in the past and the, the physicality and the, and the way they want to be able to play the football game and with his experiences in the Pac-12. And um, I was proud of his, from what I saw on the sidelines, his toughness. Um, we've challenged him with that ability to play hard and play fast and play physical, and, and he can match strength for strength with these guys. And it was good to see him be able to get that done and, you know, make some plays. And I'm sure he'll uh, – uh, want to continually keep improving as he goes through time, but uh, it was good to see that. And you know, Noah getting in there and, and doing some things was a positive thing. We got it. We got to get uh, you know DHC going and getting him in, in the position to go in and make plays and continually understand that uh, what what it takes to be able to to be here and, and play the way we're asking him to play. And um, so you know, the, it, it's good to see some of those young kids pop up and step in there and see. And I, I can't. I got to say this uh, because we may not get to it. Is I really I really thought that uh, both our corners i thought z and cam and and shack played really really well tonight um and it, it was great to see that in the back end because they absolutely need to um and hopefully that's something that we can continually build on as we move forward coach did you feel like you got uh, your playmakers especially dt and uh, and a couple of others did, did you get them the plays that you wanted to tonight or do you feel like that there was something left out there tonight no there's 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 just not enough and you know and again i credit the Boise defense, um, you know, they, they, they do a tremendous job of basically outmanning you on the outside and you should be able to stuff the ball in there and run it physically with the fly sweep and the different things that we do. And, you know, they're, you, you can't run the fly sweep and do all the stuff that you do with that and then keep the box intact within the run game without deleting the box a little bit. And we were able to do that in the second half, um, but there's got to be more. You know, there's got to be more. I thought uh, – 
you know, Justin had a, a good first game for us, but he's a weapon. Hopefully he can gain some mojo from this and continue to grow and develop. And, and DT is a playmaker, and we didn't, we didn't get enough for DT today to be able to allow him to, uh, you know, be the playmaker that he needs to be. But I would say, again, I would, I would credit a good defense uh, um, for, for taking a lot of that away. But, you know, offensive football is about explosive plays now in today's day and age. You know, there's not a lot of 12-play, 80-play drives that you just grind it out without a big play in there somewhere and converting on third downs. And, you know, obviously it's uh, the yardage isn't there, the first downs isn't there. You know, the first half was a, a, a debacle, basically, and we've got to help the kids get better as coaches, and that, that's our challenge. You know, Cash uh, Gilliam comes up with eight tackles. Uh, talk about the play of, of your linebackers tonight. Uh, Metzenheimer also eight tackles. I thought, uh, you know, they, we wondered if they might be a little bit of a question mark coming in, but it, they, they seem to play, play pretty well here tonight. Well, we got to get on the film, and we'll see exactly what the film tells us. You know, it's, it's nice to get eight tackles, and it's it's hard to tell right now. I can't tell you where those tackles came or how those tackles came. But, uh, you know, we uh, the, the, again, there's times we played – very well in defense and then played some team defense and had some nice coverage and got a couple sacks and backed them up. And we can go uh, on and on about a few of those good things we did, but on the backside, we, you know, we, we gave up way too much. So um, it's, it's good. To, it's good to see tackles. I don't know what those tackles mean right now. I know those are prideful kids that are going to want to continue to get the, the uh, we got to, we got to evaluate this tape and, and see what it looks like. Coach, appreciate your time. We'll talk to you next week about San Diego state. Okay, guys. Have a great week. Take care. Go Aggies. You, you got it. Gary Anderson, head coach at Utah State, right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College as Utah State drops this one to Boise State uh, by the count of 42-13. to 13. Discount Tire has locations in Logan, Providence, and Smithfield. Discount Tire offers services such as oil changes, emissions, alignments, car, ma- car maintenance, and more. More information is available at webtires.net. Take your final break. Wrap this thing up. Get you ready for San Diego State next on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. All right, final here in Boise, 42-13. As Utah State suffers a loss to kick off the 2020 campaign. All right, it's time for our Sports Academy and Racquet Club player of the game. I think this is a pretty easy one, don't you think? Number 20 for me. Jalen Warren came out and played his tail off in the second half and uh, nearly had 100 yards rushing tonight after having, I think, seven or eight there in the first half. Yeah, and Utah State only had one first down in the first half. They ended with 12 in the ball game, and, and most of those were in that third quarter when Jalen Warren was making tough runs, big time, you know, just breaking tackles, spinning out of tackles and, and uh, getting upfield, including the two touchdown runs, especially yep. that second one yeah, where he just muscled through and got it to the goal line. You know, that's what you're going to get from that young man out of East High School and Snow College. Uh, you know, a lot of effort, and they, he talked about it. They didn't really change anything uh, other than just, you know what, we got to execute better. All right, Utah State gets set for a showdown. Uh, and, by the way, big thanks to Sports Academy for um, presenting our player of the game. All right, so you and I will be in Logan for the home debut as Utah State takes on San Diego State, a rematch of a heck of a game last year in San Diego, and uh, should be a fun one. Should be a lot of fun. A lot of similarities now with the, the new, uh, you know, sort of the, the identity of this football team now, which is going to be more power run. Uh, that's what you're going to see out of both squads next week, and uh, should be a slugfest, and uh, that was a great win. Hopefully we'll be able to make it home sooner than we did last year, coming home from San Diego. <laughs> but uh, Halloween night should be a lot of fun. 
I'll bet you we'll see a few interesting costumes in the crowd. And uh, let's see if Utah State can even up that record. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, probably those tickets have already been gobbled up. Only 5,500 will be allowed into the game coming up on Saturday. But we'd love to see you out there. And we look forward to seeing everybody that's planning on being there. We look forward to seeing you out there on Saturday. Big thanks always is to uh, Ajay Salveson for keeping us on the air and doing such a tremendous job as he always does. Uh, big thanks to Kevin White. Uh, big thanks to uh, Jalen Warren, <laughs> Gary Anderson. Uh, by the way, the Boise State staff here is great. Sports yep. Information Department and and uh, there was a lot of things we had to do to make sure we could do this game and some testing and all kinds of stuff and they were great to work with. Yeah, we had to make sure that we were negative in a positive way. Yes, earlier in the week, that's, which was that's great. The case, so great yep. to know. And and Alex back in the studio. Good big thanks to Alex too. Yeah, Alex Lumberg's the best. Yeah, and uh, you know this Utah State team is they're going to get better, folks. And and a lot of improvement will happen once you've got it on film, uh, that from that week one to week two. So I expect a big time effort coming out from Utah State next week. And you know perhaps they can get on a roll. Maybe come back here again in December. There you go. Always love a rematch. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> That wraps it up for us. Final here in Boise, 42-13, as the Broncos get the win over the Aggies right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Aggie football has been brought to you by SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. Locker 42, your source for Aggie apparel. Ford, go further. America First Credit Union, financial solutions for every need. ARS. Clean up, restore, rebuild. Also brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Smiths, fresh for everyone. Old Chicago, home of the Aggies Coaches Show. Holiday Inn Express, stay smart. Also by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Driven by you. Beaver Mountain, come ski the beam. And by Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.